And it was you, Father, who did the men in great harmony in your country. And it was you, my Father, who touched us this morning, woke up out of our sleeping, held us in our right mind, and gave us the use of our meals, Father. You woke us up right on time, Father. And Lord, you have done so much for us. Father, we can't help but to thank you. Father, we can't be thankful for the things that you have done for us. Father, we want to be thankful for the things that we have escaped. Father, we just pray, Father, as we go to your word today, Father, that you just release our minds from all those things, all the world, those things that we're thinking about, what we're going to do later, and those things, Father, that's troubling us right now, Father. Father, we pray that we might just release those right now, and that when we open our ears and open our minds to receive the word of God, Father, and that we might learn of you, and that we might know those things that you require of us, Father. Father, we just give you the praise and the glory. And we give you the honor, and it's in Jesus' precious name, that pray. Amen. Amen. In your Bible, turn to Psalms 90. Psalms 90. And you know, as the children were singing, part of my heart was kind of saddened because we have more children in the church who need to be brought to church and that we might teach them the way they should go. But yet my heart was also excited because I remember what James Seaman once said. And we will become much in the master's hands. Amen. God don't require a lot to accomplish his will. Amen. I just praise God for the church and the faithfulness for coming out and singing. And I don't know about you guys, but up here it sounded like there was a whole group of these things. I mean, they sung their heart out. And they sung their heart out. Matter of fact, let's give them another song. They sung their heart out. Bless their heart. Amen. Psalms 99. And the Bible in the heaven can you say amen? amen? Amen. This is a prayer of Moses, the man of God. And Moses says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in our generation. Before the mountains were brought forth, our even you have formed the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn men into destruction. Ye and say, Return all children of men. For a thousand years in your sight is like yesterday when it was past, and like a watch in the night. You carry them away like a flood. They are like sleep. In the morning they are as which grow up. In the morning it flourish and grows up, and in the evening it is cut down and withered. For we have consumed by your, for we have been consumed by your anger, and in your wrath we are terrified. You have set our enemies before you have set our enemies before you, our secret sins and the light 
on your tongues. For all your days have passed away in your wrath. You furnish our years, you finish our years like a slave. The day of the, I'm sorry, the days of our lives are seven years. And if by reason of strength they are eighty, yet their both is only labor and sorrow. For it is soon called and we fly away. Who knows the power of anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. And this is the verse I would like us to concentrate. So teach us to number our days, and we may gain a heart of wisdom. And you may receive it. I'm not going to be before you very long because I know we have another program service we need to go to at 2.30 today. So I'm not going to be long. But I'm just going to take this time and share with you because I believe that the Lord has placed on my heart because it took me a whole week to struggle with this sermon because I didn't know what the Lord wanted me to preach and I wanted to preach a Christmas sermon this morning, but I couldn't put it together. Some things don't just flow together. Amen. But if I had to use the title for a Christmas sermon this morning, it was going to take it from Luke chapter 2. And the title of that sermon was going to be Abiding Till Jesus Come. And to Jesus Coming, it was an interesting word that I found out about this abiding. Abiding means to continue without change. And that's where we will. We continue in our own way without a change until Jesus came into our life. And when He came into our life, He gave us a new reason for doing things. Hmm. The subject I have chosen today is how are you investing your time? How are you investing your time? God has given us, made us stewards over his property. And a lot of times we think about our talents and a lot of times we think about our finances and a lot of times we think about other talents that God has given us but God has also given us time. He has also given us time. And so my question today is what are you doing with that time that God has given to you? Psalm 90 is said to be written by Moses. And if it's written by Moses, we make it the oldest song that was written. And, 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 and many theologians believe that this song was written as they were wandering through the wilderness for 40 years. But as I was reading this a couple of weeks ago, it really stuck into my heart, into my mind. And the one that stuck was verse 12. So teach us to number our days. A lot of times we number our years. Next year our days. But what about tomorrow? We need to we need to learn how to number our days. That we may gain a heart of wisdom. That we may gain a heart of wisdom. And so, this thought came to me, the thought came to me, life is short. 
Life is really short. I don't care how long you live. It's never enough time. It's never enough time. You are, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, before a teenager, uh, a little child, I couldn't wait to get 20. And when I got 20, I couldn't wait to be 30. And when I got 30, I wish I was 20 again. And I wish I was 18 again now because of the promise. Life is short. Life is short. James says it's like a baby. One day it's here, the next moment it's gone. But what are you doing with the time that God gave you? Someone said that life is, is like an account. But God has given us 86,400 seconds in a day. And what are we doing with it? What are we doing with it? And, and this time that He has given us, it has no role in it. You can't reach back and get some time from yesterday. So you can't go forward and borrow for the time that's for the mom. Because the mom is not purpose to There's a lot of people who regret that they would have done something in the present, but they failed to do it. And when we let time get past us and do that, then we're wasting God's precious time that He has given us to us. So what are we doing with the time that God has given us? We can't reach back. We can't borrow. We have to use it right now. Right now. We have to use it right now. It's amazing to me how society has so many of us that society has controlled so many of us and it has stolen the time that we have. Time is supposed to be our friend, but we have made time our enemy. Instead of, instead of time working for, for us, our, our time is working against us. We're all in a hurry to complete something and never getting nothing done. Some of us go to bed late because they didn't have enough time in the day to finish the test I was ordered. Some of us, some of us rise up early in the morning trying to get ahead only to find out that we haven't done anything and we're still behind. Some of us are so busy with life and trying to do it here that we don't even have time for God anymore. We have put God on the back burner. I'll get to God later. And I'm so glad that He can say that about me. And I'll get to really later. And I am so glad. You know, God instituted two, two things. The first thing was the church and the family, and the second thing was the church. And the devil has tricked us, and he has taken away that time. We must use our time 
so bad when it comes to the church and when it comes to the family, and the devil has picked up into thinking that we're doing right. See, the devil don't mind you thinking that you're doing right. He don't mind you thinking that. But we don't want you to do this right. So how society, society got so many people, and I see every day at my job, we got people working seven days in seven days in And one guy, one guy put on his time sheet, he took two hours off the work one day, and he said, this is one of his comments of his time card, that was spend quality time with my children. His children were playing basketball, and he said it in the same the time has been gotten away because we're so hurry, so hurry to get something, to get a hurry, and, and, and to, 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 to satisfy our own self, that time has just gotten away from us. The devil has stolen that. And a lot of times we work so hard trying to get ahead. You know, the time that we're supposed to be in church, worshiping and praising God, the devil feels us and saying, this is my day of living. This is my day of living. So we sit around resting, call us a blessing, and yet we're doing more things on that day than we do. All right, all right. We're so caught up and so in our pocket. We're going with money and things to satisfy ourselves that we forget the promises of God. Matthew 6.73 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Now, if you want to know what these things that he's talking about being added to you, you just go back to verse 25 of the same chapter, and just read on down, and you will see the things that Jesus is talking about. So we're just concerned about the flesh and satisfying the flesh and getting ahead because we want to keep up with the Joneses. But we forget about God and serving God. You see, I'm a firm believer that if you put God first, if you put God first, He will be only need that you have. He will be only need that you have. As words in time, we talk about politicians and all this stuff, and who's going to be in office, who's going to be Democrat, or who's going to be Republican, or who's going to be independent. But I tell them, I don't care who's in office. He said, God's going to take care of me. Now, I might just see that dumb, I might just see that dumb, and don't know the difference between Democrats and the Republicans and the independents. But I do know it is. I'm going to let to know that God will be preserving. And the reason I know, because for 60 years, we don't have a settlement, and we don't have Democrats, God has still taken care of me. And I tell so I pray to God for that. See, I believe that if you seek me first, that kingdom of God, and in this much, He's going to have anything else to you. He's going to have the need that you have. He's going to have that but this morning I want to talk to you about time management. How are you managing your time? How are you managing your time? And what I want to use is the letter for time. The first letter for time is T. And the T stands for treasure. 
So we don't have what is time on this earth. And every minute that we have on this earth, every second that we have on this earth, we need to treasure that time with the most important. And the time is valuable. It is valuable. And we need to treasure it just like it is valuable. Like I said in the beginning, time you can't go back and you can't go forward. You have to use the time that you have today and you have to use it wisely. You have to use it wisely. You have to use it wisely. You heard the old saying, time is money. That's wrong. That is wrong. Because see, you can make more time money, but you can't make more time. You can make money. A.W. Tozer said, you can't store time. You can't slow time up. And you can't save time. And he also said, when you kill time, you can't resurrect it. When you kill time, you cannot resurrect it. Many will say, on tomorrow, I'm going to do this. Tomorrow is not promised to us. Tomorrow is not promised. We need to go ahead and treasure the time we have today. Because it is valuable to us. I value the time that I have today. Because I might not be here tomorrow. The second letter in time is I. And the I stands for investment. How are you investing your time? Is it in the things of the world? That you're putting all your investment in the things of the world? That's not going to profit you nothing. Or are you putting your things in the things of the world, the family, the church? Are you putting your things first? Anything outside the family, anything outside the church, really is just waste of time. It's just waste of time. You're not accomplishing anything. You're not accomplishing anything. But see, one, one thing about it, we all like dividends. We all like dividends. Go to the bank and we ask first question, well, how much dividends I'm going to get back on the money I put in? Because we all like the profit. And the best profit that I believe that we can make is coffee from the dividends of going to church, hearing God's word, then teaching our children the word of the Lord. You can beat that dividend. That is the best dividend you can ever get in return. Now, that's the best dividend. So how are you investing your time? How are you investing your time? And the third letter in time is M, which stands for manage. We must learn to manage our time. We must balance our time. What is important to you? What is important to you? What are the big rocks in your life? The reason I say that, what are the big rocks? Because there was a uh, 
a management expert teaching a seminar to some executives. And he gave an illustration. And the illustration was he took a large jar and he filled it with big rocks. And he held it up and he asked the class, is the jar full? And they said, yes. He said, no. So he got some pebbles. And he put the pebbles in the jar. And he held it up again. He said, now is the jar full? And they said, yes. And again, he said, no. Then he got some water. And he put the water in the jar. And then he filled the top. He said, now is the jar full? And they said, yes. And so he, he said, so what was the lesson that you have learned from this illustration? And the class shouted out, no matter how busy you are, you can always fit more things into your schedule. But the instructor said, no. The lesson is, unless you put the big rocks in first, they will never fit. See, the illustration is this. Unless you put the big rocks, the things that matter to you most first, ain't nothing else going to change. You have to put those things that matter to you first. And once you put those things that matter to you first in the front, in the yard, the foot, every member needs to just do a small thing and they will fit in. And so I believe that the church and the family are the big rocks in our lives that are to know. Those things that we ought to put in are scheduled first. Those things in first. Believe God. If he said, cast all your cares upon me, believe them. Because he can you. If he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and I will add to you, those are the big rocks. Seek him first. Don't put God second. God don't want to be second. And let me give you the secret. God is second. If God ain't first in your life, now this is what God ain't first in your life, if God is not first in your life, now, y'all might feel strong when I say this. But if God is not first in your life, God is not in your life. I would be in the knees hurt. Because you see, God has to be first. God is second to God. God wants to be first. God wants us to put him first. But we want to put God second. All right. Because we have other things that we want to do. We have, I, I, I would call a deacon back in Montana. The Lord broke my heart. He told the pastor, he says, I want to be the deacon. I'm a good deacon. And I'll go ahead and do everything that's right. And the pastor said, good. And he said, Pastor, I cannot become a deacon to after football. We talk about the big rocks. What was the big rock? It was God, seeking God, and it was a football. It was a football. So what's the big rock in your life? 
Could you give me now the best of your time? If your marriage, your family, your church, are going to be lost in your life? You know, the Bible talks about time management. I put, I put it out on paper today, and I was surprised to see how much God talks about time management. And I just want to show you this. That's one a half a page. There's four sheets on time management that's in the scripture for us. Because time management is what we're stewards of. Turn me about a real quick to Ephesians. Chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 together, say, Amen. Yeah. You want me to wait? Say, Wait. wait. I will wait. Ephesians chapter 5, starting with verse 14. It's all about time management now. Therefore, he said, and as Pastor Stanley always says, the he and the Bible always is capitalized. Awake ye who sleep. Arise from the dead. And Christ will be your life. Verse 15 says, See then that you are circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time. Well, that's kind of funny for me to redeem the time. Because the days are evil. The word walks circumspectly, circumspectly, it means to continue looking to make the most of every opportunity. And that's the way we as Christians are supposed to walk. Circumspectly. We we to take every opportunity and make a wise choice with the time. So many times we, we, we make the wrong decision with our time. And then we wonder why God ain't blessed. Why God ain't blessed. But I'm so glad that God don't do us like we do him. I am so glad I go to church later. You know what they, what they, and I thought it was at work, and I was talking to a friend of mine at work, and he said, yeah, I said, go to church? Well, no, he didn't go to church. I said, what? He said, you know, the devil made me sleep in late. I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, can I ask you a question? I said, why do you think the devil of you will work for you when it's time for you to go to work? I'm talking about time management. I'm talking about the big rocks. I'm talking about that. We put everything before 
of God. And yet God is the one who blesses us. God is the one who blesses us. One time I was telling the wife one time, I said, we ought to be ashamed how we do God. We use God's blessing against Him. We use God's blessing against Him. Lord, I wish I wish I had a baby. God, make it possible. I can't bring the baby when I ain't got his shots yet. Listen, I remember the time babies used to come to church two weeks old. That's what my grandma was doing. Because they wanted to show the blessing God has given to them. But today we have used God's blessing against God. I can't bring my baby now because he might get a cold. He might catch something for you. That's God says. He's going to take care of that, baby. He's going to take care of that. Oh, I wish God would be your husband. Are you going to church today? No, why not? Maybe not the wife is coming at 10 o'clock tonight. What's the difference between going to church and the wife is going to God has blessed us so much, and yet we use His blessing against Him. And you know, we read the Bible in the Old Testament, and we always say, Man, if I was back there then with the Israelites, ain't no way I would have done what they did. And we got the living word. And we just as bad as they are. Just as bad. God said, God showed me those things that, uh, that happened for, for our encouragement, to strengthen us. But we have a, have a reason. But see, we have a time management problem. We need to put God first and then put everything else behind us. And I believe that if we do put God first in our family, in our church, God will show us things that we have never seen. So I believe that's how we haven't seen God really work yet. I think God has a lot of more He wants to bless us with. But He won't do it because of our disobedience. Disobedience. But I praise God for His faithful. And it's true. I pray on every day for his mercy and his grace. The last letter is the letter E. And that E stands for enjoy your time. Now, don't, I don't want to bother you to misunderstand me. I am not saying that we shouldn't better ourselves in life. But what I am saying and we shouldn't waste so much of our time trying to be better and not enjoying the time that God has given us. Verse 10 of Psalm 90, let us know that we're not given much time. We're not given much time. We can't put on today before tomorrow. We need to go ahead and work today. I believe that's why the Bible says the day is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Today is. And we need to work today. Let's enjoy the time that we have. Let's enjoy with our family. 
was enjoyable by church family. It's enjoyable tonight. I'm going to give you two ways. When I'm going to make clothes, I'm going to give you two ways that we can go ahead and enjoy time. The first one is say no to time robbers. Anything that's taking your time away from the family, anything that's taking your time away from the church, say no. Say no. The second thing is to say yes to the big rocks in your life. Say things that are important to you. Say yes to those things. God has made a steward of a time, and we need to be a good steward over the thing God has given us. And when we find out when God, when we're a good steward, God will give us peace. God will give us good health. God will strengthen, strengthen our relationship with the family, with the church, with one another. God will even make us more useful in our ministry if we are the good steward of the time that he has given us. Let us all sing. I know people say that's a strange hymn to say, but we need to come all you faith. 